Otakuology Podcast with Otaku Mike Engine Graves. pizza i did eat pizza but it's a cheap walmart pizza you know because i'm poor at the moment so do you ever get what is it the because i used to do this all the time when i was a fat 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 boy Um, you are a fat 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 boy no whatever fuck you um i would get uh the tivano's or whatever pizza the three minute pizzas no. Yeah, because you get them for like a dollar? No. You should look not, at it. I'm not that poor. It's like a dollar. But anyway, well, I just liked it because it was, I mean, it's like every other pizza almost. Um, But I'd get that, and I would make this thing that I called a pizza Oreo. Is it and, like a human Oreo? No. Oh. So you take one pizza and you stick it on the plate, and then you take the other one. And you flip it over on top of there, and you stick them in together when you're cooking them, and all the ingredients kind of melt together. So and it's in between both things of dough. So like a calzone. Sort of, but it's open on all the sides. Okay. Yeah, that's why I just call it a pizza Oreo. Okay. But um, but yeah, no, uh, I used to do that. So it's it's funny, you know. And then I eat it with a fork. I know what you're trying to do right now. What? You hit record while I was talking about pizza. I did. <laughs> I I hit record way back when whenever I was like, I'm eating pizza. So the only thing people heard though when it activated was pizza. And then we talked about it. So anyway, anyways. But yeah, well now people will get the into the the behind the scenes stuff. Pizza Oreo just sounds like a weird like sex position. To be honest, like it, something. Explain out of, like, to me how this sex position would be then. Um. So it's like you know, I don't know how to explain it. Um. Well, okay. I guess I could try. So, you got somebody, like, doing you from behind. You're like, ka-chow, ka-chow, ka-chow. And, uh... So, they, so you make, you make Lightning McQueen noises. Like, like, they're, like, <laughs> laying on top of you. And then you have somebody else laying below you, but they are facing away from you. So, the other, the two dudes would be, like, face the butt. And then you would be, like, you know... Not face the butt. Why is this a then, threesome of men? No, it's just, you gotta have a girl in the middle, or okay. you can't complete the pizza Oreo. So what you're saying is it's a sixty-nine with a little extra. Yes, and maybe just throw a, another person in there to to, to for a blowjob just to just to make sure you know. I'm so confused. <laughs> you got to fill every hole. That's is, that's is the this, point. Is this double penetration? Now you're trying to make this triple penetration? Yeah, because it completes the pizza Oreo. Well, that is the 
dumbest shit I've ever heard. I'm sure there's a name to that position. Okay. okay, is it worse than our lubricant talk that we had the other day? Probably not. Okay. Probably not. <laughs> but I'm sure there's an actual name. So if anybody listens to the show, let us know if you know that actual name. Uh, I mean, it's got to be a sexual position, right? It has to be. Everything oh, has okay. a name to it. Everything has multiple names to it. Like, there's one thing that I know, and I was telling somebody about it, and they go, um, you mean the blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, the hell is that? And they go, it's it's when you do this or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, that sounds similar. And they're like, I don't yeah, know what is- the blah, blah, blah is. Whatever the the name of the position is, you know, is like, um, uh, shit, I can't remember what it is. Uh, It's like a side straddle, though, kind of position. And then they're saying, like, they gave it some kind of weird royalty name, like sitting on George. And I was like, what in the fuck? Uh, Fujiko can sit on me, just saying. Well, here's the funny thing. Okay, you ready for it? What? Today, guys, we are talking about Lupin the Third, the first, and based on Mike's calculations, I guess if you incorporate Lupin, Goemon, and Jigen, then we can do this pizza Oreo with Fujiko. Okay. <laughs> Just saying, Fujiko can step up my balls any day. Well, I'm sure. I feel like she gives off that energy. Just saying. Hey, buddy. I think uh, if you have any female friends that listen to the show, that now they're gonna think about stepping on your balls. So you probably just put yourself in the doghouse on that one. <laughs> Anyways, you want to talk about this uh, podcast? This Not podcast. This uh. This podcast. This movie you made me watch. <laughs> So, what did you think about it, timing-wise? Like, timing-wise? What do you mean? Because uh, every time I kept hearing you, are like, yeah, I'll watch this movie. And then when you found out it was like an hour and a half, you were like, fuck me. Well, okay, so I'm used to a lot of Lupin movies being like, maybe like an hour, 20, 25 tops, maybe give or take you know lupin movies are pretty short you know uh and i don't know i was just really procrastinating on watching this yeah and because i just i thought it was going to look worse than it actually did because you know how i feel about cg anime and how much i loathe it for the most part you know and I don't know, like the hour and thirty-three minute runtime, it's long. It's a long anime movie. Yeah. And I don't know. I just I let the book judge. I let I judge the book on its cover, basically. Yeah. On this uh, anime that you know we watched. I mean. I have, let me ask you this: uh, what what was your uh, experience with Lupin the Third? 
Um, like in general. Um, was the TV the first, show. The, well, which TV show? Because there's like several. Uh, the base one. Um, like the one where he's wearing like the red jacket. Yeah. Because you can, the, you can. Well, there's there's one that's the red jacket, and then there's one other one. It's the one that's kind of got more of the art style, like Shin Chan, where it's more like. So there's green, red, blue. I've seen one, of, I've seen one with green. I don't think green, I've seen red, one with blue, green. and pink. And you can't. And those are like, they're like different tones of Lupin. Like red jacket is a lot of everybody's favorite usually, usually because it's more of like the adult Lupin kind of. Uh, yeah. and, and and whatnot, uh, but yeah, there's I mean the different you know parts to Lupin. Like Lupin's been around for quite a while, you know. But uh, I've I've dabbled in Lupin, and I've I've mostly seen part three. I have not seen any of the new parts because uh, part three was really big when I was a kid. Um, but do you want to give a premise on what actually Lupin the Third is about? Um, yeah. Well, uh, the other thing, though, is besides... Because I think I've seen two of those Lupins. Um, yeah. But uh, Count Cagliostro, which is... Yeah. Um, this green jacket Lupin. Yeah. You know but, what's uh, funny, though? Uh, when Lupin originally came over here... He wasn't named Lupin. He was named like he had like other names as well. Like one of them was like Wolf. Yeah, it's <laughs> like his name's Wolf, and uh, I think one of them was named like Rupin. Maybe uh, like they changed his name whenever he originally came over here back way back in the day. Yeah, uh, before he became really popular. Yeah, yeah. But anyways. You know, if it was supposed to be a rendition of, like, his family, or was it actually, like... No, I just think they changed it, because you know how American anime companies are, or were. You can't use this name right now. We can't use this name, even though it's not Japanese. Right. (laughs) You know? Uh, You can't use this name. (laughs) We're not gonna let you have Bastard. His name's not Dark Schneider right now, it's Schneider. I don't remember if his name was Dark Schneider in the anime, but that's beside the point. Uh, so, what's Lupin the Third about? So, Lupin the Third, the First, which is a stupid title. I'm just going to tell you that right now. <laughs> I stupid have to title. agree. I, I have knew... to agree. And I told you this already. I said, Mike, when you watch this, this title does not fucking fit this movie. Yeah. That will be the only fucking rant I really have about this movie is it was stupid that it was named the way that it was. Yeah. Um, but we have Lupin and everything else. We start mm-hmm. out kind of in and the... Who, who is who past. is Lupin? He's the greatest cat burglar ever to live. He's the greatest thief of all time, yes. Yeah, the greatest cat burglar. Now. Yeah. Um. With his trusted sidekicks. Who are not around for half of this movie. Yeah, which was a little upsetting too. <laughs> it was. It was. So, 
uh yeah well and then the other part is like part of it with fujiko like i didn't know who she was a couple times and i was really? like am i supposed to know or am i not you didn't know to? who fujiko was yeah there was a scene where like she was there i think when they first did the museum heist part uh-huh. and i didn't know who it was until after she was outside of the museum oh i picked up on i knew who she was right away she's like lupin's rival slashed love interest yeah who he never i don't think he ever gets with fujiko ever she's like the biggest she's like the biggest tease in anime ever well i don't know i i would that would be kind of another fun podcast to have talking about missed opportunities um i don't know if we can say that they haven't done it though uh we just know that they haven't done it when we're watching it, you know. Yeah, because there is there's a lot some, of sexual there's a lot of sexual tension between Lupin yeah. and Fujiko. Well, and there are some parts like I do feel like I do feel like that they have slept together, and they probably do on and off, but it's in such a uh, irregular capacity mm-hmm. because. Uh, you just know, like, whenever it, Lupin and her are on the screen together, that almost every other girl, even if he's going to sit there and kind of still be like a womanizer to anybody, uh, Fujiko is like number one. Fujiko is number one. Just so, saying. I mean, I mean, you know, I feel like there is that, and he's like, Fujiko is my one true love. Uh, basically. So, so I feel like they have like slept together on and off. But I'm not. I'm pretty a, sure there's some dojin out there that does that. There probably there probably is. There's probably uh, a dojin out there that has um, the pizza Oreo happening. To <laughs> anyways, anyways. So, um, but so this movie starts out in the past where um, I can't remember the doctor's name. Bronson. Yeah. So we have Dr. Bronson that has this special case made um, to house his journal that has uh, information on how to control this kind of... Yeah, it's kind of like an end-of-the-world disaster. Well, they think... At first, they think it's... uh... At first, they think it's a uh, uh, like treasure. Like there's treasure they can go find, basically. Yeah. And yeah, you said he makes this like weird contraption to put his book in. It's very complicated, and he hands it to this couple who has a child, and the Nazis show up, obviously. Right. Or they're neo-Nazis. I'm not for sure. Because one thing I had a problem with was... was This one This one, they were Nazis. They were Nazis? Was yeah. pinpointing... Pinpointing when this takes place. Because I had no idea. If it was... When, when the beginning takes place? Well, the whole movie. Oh, yeah. Um... Honestly, I would say this probably takes place at the end of World War II. I know it takes place after World War II. 
Yeah, I know it's after World War II, but I don't know like when exactly. Like, is it 10, 20 years after World War II? You know, it, it was hard to say. Are we? We're still talking about just the front of the I, movie. I, I'm talking about the whole goddamn thing. Okay. Well, the front I think took place at the end of World War II, when okay. whenever her grandpa, you know, made this journal and everything for the device. Then after that, it, it is years later, which um, when they make they, the joke that Hitler is supposedly still alive, they don't have any like modern technology that i know of they have cars they have cars like cell phones you know high-tech computers stuff like oh, that that's true yeah um like there was no like decade you could really place this in probably like late i don't know late uh not late We'll just say it's, it's 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 timeless, like the Batman animated series. Maybe eighties. Well, I mean, you could go off like the make of their car and the True. boats and other things like that. And they they did kind of have like a C one thirty airplane. So I mean, there are parts of things that are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I agree with you. There weren't any cell phones anywhere. But uh, this young baby uh survives this car crash with the nazis yeah uh because the nazis are chasing after them to get the book her their parents die we jump to the present and uh lupin has decided to announce that he's huh we have the car chase too where the that's what i said uh the key and the book get separated and the baby yeah yeah, that's what I said. They died yeah. from a car crash. I know, but that we lost those objects. Oh, yeah, they lost, <laughs> they lose these objects to where the book is separated from the key and the baby is separated from the parents. And we go to present day. Lupin has basically announced he's going to go steal the Bronson diaries or the diary, and he makes his big. Uh, you know, notice that he's going to go do it. Inspector Zenigata shows up and uh, they're like, okay, we got to go put this thing in the, in the vault. Turns out Lupin is in disguise all along and he gets thwarted by our Shonen Jump anime girl character who is uh, one of the main characters for this movie, um, Leticia, I believe her name was called. And she yeah. is trying to also steal the Bronson Diaries for her grandfather. Uh, and Lupin doesn't get it at first. Uh, they have this really interesting like back and forth. I like how they they go about like thwarting each other or outsmarting each other, kind of yeah. in this in this first scene. Inspector Zinigata is useless at this point, <laughs> right? He he is just still on his mad obsession with catching Lupin. And, and Inspector Zinigata, he is part of the... Um, what was, was it Interpol? Was he a part of? I can't remember what he yeah. was a part of. Yeah, I think Something that's what like it that. is. Yeah. 
But we have this big, oh, whole cool chase scene again. So you have another chase scene because Lupin is trying to get away now from the, uh, no, was it he gets captured, right? Yeah, he ends up having the thing and then, uh, what's her face basically has the police take him. Leticia. And the, yeah, and they take the fake thing oh, that's of, right. of the book. Because Fujiko screws him over. Fujiko gets the book. And that's yeah. when all the police show up. <clears throat> yeah, and then somebody else has... Because right now, they don't know that uh, Leticia and Fujiko are working for the same person, basically. Which yes. is the, the grandfather guy. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you want to take this next part? Yeah. So then we got this really cool chase scene where uh, they're driving and Zenigata's is like, aha, Lupin, you know, I got you. I got you, buddy. Um, you know, you're not getting out of here uh, to make good measure. Lupin has like maybe six pairs of handcuffs going up his legs. He's also tied up, I believe, as well. Yeah, uh, and he's got a couple on his arms and um, some other stuff. So, again, this turns into this high maximum like security stuff for Zenigata, where it's like, hey, you know, I'm going to make sure that you can't leave or do any of this other stuff. Um, which I feel like at some point Zenigata should remember that Lupin is very flexible. Um, He's really good with picking locks, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, just like uh, if you ever see anything with like a worm or an inchworm or whatever mm -hmm. on it, like there's been times where Lupin has put himself into that position to get I stuff think, done. I think Zenigata is very much like a... Uh, he he's very much optimistic and he's like, Yeah, I finally got him this time. Yeah. Like he's always one up one upping himself with trying to get Leap on. So but then we have the first uh, appearance of our two other side characters, um, which in classic fashion, you know, this is straight to it, that they show up out of nowhere. Um Jigen and Jigen is, um, Jigen is driving the car. Uh, for people that don't know, besides uh, Jigen and Lupin driving, Gorman doesn't know that. Um, but you have kind of an ace marksman in Jigen. You have mm -hmm. like the world's best swordsman in Goimon. Um, yeah. And then you have the master thief, you know. Yeah, uh, and uh, Jigen's basically Lupin's right-hand man, basically. Yeah. He's like the driver slash marksman of the yeah. group. And then Goimon is, um, I never knew why Goimon was there. Yeah, it always seems really weird. Like just having a samurai there, who was a part of your thief crew. I it was know. always weird to me. And it's weird how like honorable he is. Yes, yes. So, which there's a part later that made me really laugh yeah. when we get to Goimon. Um, but Goimon is, is super great. He will sit there. Um, and Goimon, I have to say is probably a pivotal member, uh, of the thing, because if there's an armored car or anything like Goimon is going to cut through it, that 
in end of discussion. Like, although I mean, Goemon tends to care more about his sword than he does anything else. This is true. This is true. Um, I like the little detail in the back where he was like, I think he was cleaning it as they yeah. were uh, they were driving, getting He's away, like, just sitting there cleaning his sword. I gotta make sure there's no dings in my blade. Yeah. Um, Ain't over cool. as much. Because you know the other thing that we find out later on that I didn't know that I... Oh yeah, we'll, was, we'll get we'll get to that. Yeah, later. I thought was a really good piece is that uh, Goemon's sword was made out of a fallen meteor. Yeah, we'll get to that later. I didn't know that. I don't so, think anybody knew that. I think that so, was for this movie. Well, and it made me want to know though: is has it always been that way? Yeah. So, um, but Goemon slices through the van that they're in. I like it, like, um, splits apart, like, right now, perfectly. Right. And it's like just, his... it's still driving. That's the funniest shit to me. <laughs> yeah, I like that part. And I like it um, when they're driving away and Lupin just, like, taking all this stuff off. And he's in, like, his boxers. Yeah. You know, they're trying to, like, oh, we got to get to this part, you know, and uh, find whatever this girl who, like, screwed us over, basically. Yeah. You know, um, but we we get a good part uh, with Goemon, not Goemon, Jigen being the driver. You know, he pulls in between both the cars, split second. You know, Lupin knows when to jump and jumps into the car with them, and yeah, you know, goes from there. Yeah, um, and they drive off. You know, yeah, they drive um, off, and then we find out that Leticia is actually an archaeologist or trying to be an archaeologist and Lupin tracks her down and uh, we get this really interesting scene like a real like uh, shades of like old old Lupin yeah where he's like I could take it by force and he gets like his creepy face on and he's like he like he's gonna have like almost like rapey vibes yeah where he's like in a raper <laughs> And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's, like, classic original Lupin right there. Yeah. And he was definitely, like, a womanizer and it would, like, want to try to sleep with people. And I was like, oh, bad taste, Lupin. Me too. <laughs> Gotta get the Me Too movement out there. <laughs> Cancel Lupin like, the third. <laughs> I feel like he, uh, he does that as a way to, like, disarm people. Probably, yeah. Because um, he's all about not killing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they, they got the book. Um, they opened it. They accidentally started the time sequence to it. Well, well, no, we didn't get to that part. We forgot that Leticia is working with somebody. We don't know. But we find out it's the Nazi guy she's working for. Like she's yeah, working the, for the Nazis. The doctor, or not the doctor. Is he a doctor? I thought they said he was a doctor. He is a doctor, but he is a doctor Nazi, Nazi doctor. Yeah. Um, the the person that crashed the car originally. Yeah. Which I have to say, this part I thought was pretty skeezy of him. Yeah. Was where he he did take like the key. Yeah. But then he let somebody else find her and then he adopted her from them instead of taking her yeah. there. Yeah. He, he just so, like left, he left her there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the only thing that I can kind of think about is 
that because of the age that he got her, she was like 10, um, yeah. is that he didn't want to have to go through the diaper phase. Possibly. That could have been I feel really like that's really the only thing. Like he wanted yeah. something to kind of have been instilled in her. But the thing and is then like to get her. Why would he need her in the first place? Because she knew nothing about all of this. Um she was I just don't know. a baby. Do you think he knew anything about her being related to the book in that sense? I think possibly, yes, but I don't think why why would you need her to get the book? Or do you feel like he kind of had like a heart? He I mean, well, we'll get to that later, but I think maybe he did have a heart, I don't know. It's hard yeah. to say, honestly. He's a Nazi. Most right. Nazis are bad people. So Just putting that out but, there. But he's he's more of like an old school Nazi. And then we got this other guy that is yeah. like a new neo Nazi guy and Yeah. Um I don't, even, I don't remember what he, either of their names were. I know his name was like grandpa. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what the other Nazi's name was, but I like the whole sequence to where Lupin and Leticia are sneaking onto it was like an aircraft no it was, it was a plane like a big huge plane yeah almost almost like a set uh like it's not it's not a cessna is it like the big plane is it cessna i can't remember it was it was a big plane it was a big nazi plane um but i like the whole thing where like we find out that lupin has a part of the key and yeah. it was like passed down from him to from from his grandfather to him you know and stuff like that which i think this was the first time ever we might have heard or even maybe lupin talk about his grandfather in any way right in like the stories for lupin the third i'm not for sure but i like well, <laughs> and we also didn't know that supposedly he's a third generation cat burglar well it's lupin the third yeah, but Lupin the Third could just mean that he is the third person in that line, and he just started picking it up. True, true. You know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know enough about Lupin's backstory to know if that's one hundred percent or not. Uh, off the top of my right. head, like just right. But I like the scene where they sneak in and they're kind of like talking, and they, she's like, "Oh, you can, you can crack this safe." And Lupin goes to crack the safe, and there's like 25 dials on the safe. Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh shit. And anybody cracks it, you know, easy, yeah. easy for Lupin to do. I, I have to say, I love the scene where they, 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 so they sneak out and stuff. And um, I think this is where Leticia finds out that her grandfather is a Nazi. And I like the whole scene where they're trying to decipher the, the book. When we say book, it's like a, a metal casing around a book that has like yes. a bunch of int- intricate like gears and stuff like that. And locks and things locks. Like that. You need like timers. Two, yeah, two keys to open it. If you don't do it a proper way, it it like messes the book up that's inside of it. You it, know, it explodes. Yeah, it explodes basically. Yeah, because it and they bring that up that there's a like a vial of something in there that if anything is done wrong on this that it will yeah automatically blow up yeah true and i like i but i like this whole scene 
a part of it felt a little too long to me, but when they were actually trying to decipher it, it was a very intense scene because <laughs> of the way like they were acting and stuff. And like she was like freaking out. Leticia was like freaking out and stuff. And Lupin was like, Is this it? No, is this it? Uh this can't be it. You know, like he knew something that she didn't know. Like, but he didn't like tell her. So I was I was kind of curious if like Lupin knew more than he actually was 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 portraying at that point, you know? Say that again. Like I was curious, like if Lupin knew more than what, like what he was letting on, like with or the book, which part? When when he was trying to figure out the password. To get oh him. no! I uh, I think he just automatically thought about it with her standing there, and he was like, "No shit," you know. Yeah. Because you know he's like a word, and he kept thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it, and I think that maybe the picture that had. <clears throat> Uh, her mother's name on it or whatever mm-hmm. uh, kind of keyed him off because then he was like oh you know that's why he kind of made the whole statement where he was like you know um, you dirty doggy or whatever you know like, yeah and later on in the movie where he brings up hey you know the the I almost call him Bronson um, Dr. Brinson uh- I think it's Bronson. Whatever it is. Um, the guy who made the book. Yes, that, that yeah. wrote the book, yeah. yeah. Um, was her grandfather. Yeah. Um, you know, and he tells us that. He makes a statement later on. And I, I think that that was another thing that kind of geared it off was that Lupin was like, you know, this is weird. This makes up exactly the same letters as her name. You know, and and whatnot. He kind of had that little epiphany moment for it, but I don't think he he knew it just right off the bat. I, I was really curious if he did or not, because Lupin sometimes plays dumb. Yeah. In situations, so that's why I was curious if like he knew more than what he did know. Yeah. In, in, now, that, in that in that aspect. When but, we get farther into it, when he's talking about, oh, well, I've seen this before. I yeah. thought that was a little bit on the nose for them to have played it up until that point. Mm-hmm. So well, we find out that Leticia is working for the Nazis. Yes. Well, cause Big she finds revelation out her, there. Her grandfather is a Nazi. I mean, I was surprised, but then I was also in the back of my head. I was like, she's working for the Nazis. <laughs> like, I didn't want to believe that she was working for the Nazis. Yeah. But, it turns out she was because she want the reason why she's working for the Nazis is because she wants to be an archaeologist and go to Boston University. But her grandfather is stopping her from achieving well, her dreams. And there's parts of that that I don't know if she actually knew that they were Nazis. No, I don't think she knew at all. Because at, at one part, I want to be like, does she know this? No, she, I don't think she did. I think she's being played. Yeah. I agree. To be honest. Yeah. But Lupin gets captured. He finds Fujiko has been captured as well. And uh, I like this whole scene where Fujiko uses her feminine wilds to yeah. uh, 
charm the prison, not the prisoner, the the guard, and she just leaves Lupin there by himself. <laughs> yeah, and she get, hops into the plane and whatnot, and uh, then we find out that uh, the other Nazi guy wants to kill Leticia, and they just throw her out of the plane, just throw her out, you know. And Lupin, being the good guy he is, he runs and gets out of his cuffs and whatnot and dives after her. This whole plane sequence was probably really fun. I like this whole plane sequence. Where yeah. they're in, like, the plane and... Or they're on top of the plane and they're they're trying to get away from the, the big plane. But there's one part that made me, like, really, really laugh. Well, two parts, actually, that made me really laugh. So there's a part where... Like the Nazis are like pointing their guns at the and trying to shoot the the, the little plane down that Fujiko's flying. Yeah, and one of the guys pops up through like a turret, and you see him like sh- shooting. But when in the VO, he's like with the gun, he's shooting. <laughs> so he's right. like right. It made it made me laugh. So hard, I just I just wasn't expecting it. It was funny. Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> well, but then they they end up like getting ready to like almost crash. And they then here do again, crash, right? Here again, we have um, Jigen and Goemon. This. Pop out Jigen, of nowhere. I mean, I love Jigen and Goemon. They're they're really good, but we're like maybe like forty minutes to an hour into this movie, and they just show up out of nowhere. Right. But this leads to my other funny part that I love, where they're. Uh, the I think they're was kind of kind of understandable. So that yeah, I thought I mean, it was really weird here they, too. They, they wanted gold. They wanted money and gold. Right. But because of what happened at the beginning, they just left Lupin. Yeah. But I was like, isn't it a little too convenient that they just happened to show up at the right time to save Lupin, Fujiko, and um, Leticia? Right. But there's this part that I like... So they're they're getting the plane's like on fire that Fujiko's flying. Leticia gets like thrown to Jigen and he she's like on the back of the car. And then Fujiko goes, and this is the part that I thought was really funny. And like so you see like Jigen holding I think it's Jigen holding Fujiko. Yeah. I can't remember. And you see Lupin jump and Goemon just veers to the left. And lets him like eat shit on the ground. Yeah, that part was probably my favorite part of the movie. That's hilarious. That was my favorite part of the movie because I was like, "Yeah, fucking, fucking Goemon would do that, right?" Because he like got they got screwed out of money basically by Lupin's crazy weird plan thing, right? That that they had going on. Um, but they end up getting everybody safe, you know, and, uh, they just happen to, uh, be stranded in the middle of, I think they're in like Mexico, I think, I think they were in Mexico. I can't remember where they were, 
but they're stranded in the middle of nowhere. And they get Inspector Zinigata to come out because Lupin's going to turn himself in. And it turns out that Lupin's not going to turn himself in. And they end up kidnapping Inspector Zinigata and having a truce. Because Lupin's not as bad as Nazis. So Inspector Zinigata is like, hey, we'll help you out. We'll help right. you out, you know. Good, what's more, wor- what's more worse, uh, Lupin or a weapon that can destroy the world? Right. Did you? What did you think of the blatant like cup and noodle like reference? Oh God! <laughs> I was like, what? Like, talk about product placement because they what? use it at another point in the movie too. Yes. Yes. I thought I thought that was pretty funny. They tried it, to bribe Zinigata with ramen noodles. <laughs> right. And it just... It was funny. It, that really made me, like, think about... Um, oh, shit. What is the name of the movie? Wayne's World. Where it's like... Yeah. Because I agree with you. They did kind of lay it on thick where it was like, here's ramen. Here's ramen. And Don't then my you want second, this cup of noodles? Well, you know the fucked up second thought I had was, man, you know I've I've never built the cup of ramen uh, gunpla model. <laughs> well, you know what you know what came to my my second thought is Zenny got a thinks with his dick because he he definitely turned real fast to help them out when he saw that cute girl. That's true. <laughs> That I is mean, true. You know? You know, it would be really weird if we found out that at some point, like, him and Fujiko slept together. Oh, interesting. Plot twist. And, and that if, uh, that's the re- other reason why he's so anal about getting Lupin. Oh, huh. And that maybe, like, that's how that rivalry started. No, there's a movie, there's an OVA where it's, like, episode zero. Yeah. Where it's like it's like the it's the I mean, like I mean story. it's starting out though originally where it was like, oh man, I gotta get this guy because he slept with my girl, you know. I don't and think he, Fujiko and Zenigata would be a thing. He's he's now no, but you know what I'm saying, like that Zenigata would have that in his mind. Like Fujiko would sleep with him or whatever to get out of something. And he would be the one to sit there and be like, oh, it's love, you know, da 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 And it'd be like a hard-pressed, like, no, that's not what that is. <laughs> but then he got to be, like, so screwed up in the head and be like, no, that is what it is. <laughs> and then to find out that Lupin slept with her, like, on multiple occasions and be like, they're a thing, and then go from there. And now it's turned into this whole... um um you know, all all that relationship kind of fell away, and now it's the chase of Lupin. Yeah, yeah. So, but they end up going to like this, <laughs> it was like a cave or something, right? I, yeah, they had to go in a cave, and then there were like three or four tests that they had to kind of get through. Yeah, these tests were kind of crazy. Uh, the first one where they had to find the, the eyeball the stone eyeball 
which had like gravity powers or something like that. That was kind of cool. Can we talk about when the other people go there first? Oh, and and they they and get vaporized. No, the guy goes in there and gets like uh, crushed. Oh yeah, that's right. By like the magnets and stuff, it just starts like. You know, it, it, I mean, it's like something from a horror movie because it starts like pushing on him and you kind of see like different things and then he just starts getting pressed and pressed and pressed and pressed until like he's gone. Yeah. And I was like, this is fucked up. <laughs> it's worse than when the eyeballs popped out of his head in Megazone. Right? Yeah. No, that was pretty crazy. I, 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 that was gnarly. I wasn't expecting that to, to happen. Uh, yeah. But they end up leaving because I think they went to go look for the book because they needed to get past this point. But I like that they kind of all happen to get through the state, like the three different stages. Like, I like Jigen. Jigen's probably my favorite looping character. And he doesn't do a lot in this movie, which I was very sad about. But he happens to see that there's one eyeball that all the other eyeballs are looking at, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And so they all up, of them are fake except for this one. Yeah, all of them are fake except for for this one eyeball. And then we, I was this your favorite moment where they had to get across the 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 thing the the the, the chasm where Goemon had to put lay his sword down because no. his sword was part meteorite. No. That wasn't your favorite part of the movie. No. <laughs> I thought it would be. No. I thought that part was really funny where he was like, I'm not fucking doing it. Right. I'm not I'm not doing No, you can't here. You can't make me do it. You I'm can't make me here. give up my sword. I love my sword more than I love women. <laughs> you guys go on, I'll just stay here. I'll just stay here. I thought it was funny where he was like, God damn it. And well, he like the one part out of this I did like is when we get to the last chamber and uh-huh. he's like talking in there and he's like, see, I knew we should have went this far. If I would have still had my sword, we would have had to worry about this stuff. Yeah. And he's just like, touche, Goimon, touche. You are right in this aspect. <laughs> but, yeah. Which, which he And I was a little confused on that, why he couldn't have t- picked up his sword and, like, left the blade going, and him walked to the other side with the blade kind of going through the other True. meteor. True. I guess they needed a way for the Nazis to get over. <coughs> yeah, I guess so. Like, how would the Nazis get over, you know? Yeah, how, how are they going to get caught if Goemon has a sword, you know? Yeah. Goemon would just, stuff. you know, cut him up. Right? Yeah. But, they wouldn't have made it across there. The the last trial reminded me of the laser hallway in Resident Evil, the movie. Yes, yes. But this is such a good scene, though. It's very well animated. And this is a, the other point in the movie, or like the second point in the movie where he brings up, is that my grandfather's top hat? How does he know that's his grandfather's top hat? Which I had a question. Yeah. Did his grandfather die? While trying to get to the treasure. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. I, I think um, I think what it was supposed to be was him setting it up. Okay. 
because uh, what it looked like is that the he you had to have the cane in the thing for it to be activated, and then it looked like maybe he tested it out because he threw his hat through it. Okay, because I was uh, really confused about that aspect. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't. I don't think that's where he died though, because we never had like an homage or anything to. Um, like his body being anywhere, you know? Yeah. Because if it would have well, happened... Like it wouldn't have been there. anywhere. Yeah, it would have. It would have gotten laser beamed. Yeah, How but would... I mean, the cane didn't get laser beamed, so, you know... The... I, yeah. I, I feel we would have had some kind of remnant of that, and for where the hat was, he would have made it all the way to the end. You know, and so I just feel like if that was true, then at the end on the other side, we would have seen his skeleton. Yeah, but we didn't see anything, you know, and that, that part just kind of confused me a little bit. Yeah. Honestly, when we got to this part, I thought the movie was going to be done. Like, oh, let's get to the end of the treasure. And I looked and I had like 20 more minutes of a movie. You're like, oh, I was like, oh. Yeah, because I didn't think we were going to activate the the death machine or whatever. Yeah. And then it gets activated. Yeah, the death machine gets activated, which is called the Eclipse. And the Eclipse, like, throws or shoots, like, gravity black hole bombs or something? Yeah. It, um... Something yeah, like mean, that. That's that's the best way to describe it. I mean, that's exactly. And the the Nazis the Nazis get a hold of it, and what it happens? Old Grandpa decides to turn on the Nazis, which yes. isn't ever a really good idea, I guess. To turn on the Nazis. So not him and have, the, not when you have some young buck that thinks he's hot shit. True. 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 Which. I also thought it was funny because this machine looked like shit. It looked, yes. It almost reminded me of uh, Jet's vehicle from Cowboy Bebop. If no, like, Jet's vehicle from Cowboy Bebop is better than that. But if the hook part was like on the forward of it, and it then, looked like. Then I fucking was a little upset about. It wasn't like a big thing. Like I can accept it. I get it, but I, I hated how this thing turned the airplane into a fucking transformer. Oh, it it looked like it was it was falling apart. I like the part where it was like kind of falling apart. Yeah, and trying to keep itself together. I thought that was kind of cool, but I do have to agree with you. Like, I don't like that design like at all. It looked bad. Yeah. To me, well, like, well, that uh, just and. Uh, when it had all the crystal stuff come out of it and turn this airplane into whatever the hell it was, I was like, what in the hell? Well, why not just shed the airplane and just have the weird... Yeah, because you could float on it like a spaceship. That was the other stupid thing about it, too. But I do like this part where they had the machine on there and we we get this kind of uh, good scene to Goemon, to Jigen, where... um, Jigen has like an elephant rifle and shoots two bullets into one part of the, the wing yeah. on one side and blows it up. And then Goemon jumps on 
the other one and is sitting there and um you know s- says something to his blade and um that was a really and, delayed reaction for when Goemon just like he's just standing there you yeah. already cut it you know yeah yeah um but you know he cuts it and so i thought that was really cool too because you're also getting kind of the more expertise of those characters yes <laughs> but i wish they were around more of the movie that's true <laughs> that's true i i think it could have went in a different direction and been a lot better um yeah you know uh, but that happens. Then we have the funny part where um, they take the plane to, to hit, where to Hitler. Hitler is. I thought I, it's I, fucking hilarious for for a second. I, I think was like, this was my favorite scene. For a second, I was like, "Is this actually Hitler?" <laughs> I was like. No, this can't be Hitler. <laughs> and then it's not. It's Lupin cosplaying as Hitler. Yes. Wait, do you want to talk about this? Yes, because you have where um, they're standing there, which I kept looking at the side guys because I was like, something's not yeah. right here. And they had more people than what they had with them that I know of. Yeah. And none of it really made sense. Um. On, on part of that. But, you know, you do get where uh, Lupin Hitler does his traditional little thing where he kind of, like, does, like, the wink or something like that where it's like, oh, he well. smiled at him. Oh, well, you know, um, it doesn't make sense for that to happen, you know. And then the person backs off. Yeah. You he know. didn't back off. Well, she backed off, though. Yeah. When she was holding the gun up to him. And then um, we have where they go to actually look at the machine. Because this guy is so fucking starstruck that I don't think he realizes anything about it. And I love this part because they go in and they look at the machine and he goes, let me know how it works. And he's sitting there, he's spilling his guts to to fake Hitler about Uh what it all is and everything else. And then (laughs) Lupin just stands up and starts walking around in the area that this thing is. And the guy's just like, what? You can walk? That was, that was just the best. It was hilarious. Um, But yeah, no, he, um, you know, stands up and is walking around and everything, and it just—it's hilarious. I think this is one of my oh. favorite parts, just this uh, killer part. I thought that part was funny too, because he's like his entire <laughs> voice changes. Yeah, when he starts like, "Oh, you got me," type of thing, you know, and he's like, "What? How could you do this to the Fuhrer?" Right. The Fuhrer is alive. Yeah, he's alive with Tupac and Elvis right now. Just saying. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what he basically. No, we. Which is kind of weird because they were like, "Yeah, you know, we put this picture out like years and years and years ago, and to see yeah. if anything was going to happen." And I was like, "Ain't that a piece of shit?" Inter- Interpol faked it, I believe they said. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> What's the one thing they do? They give the Nazis hope that Hitler might still be alive. He's still alive. You can you can know. But yeah, that that part was really funny. And I like the part where like Interpol and like the Lupin gang are like all in on it. That part was pretty cool. Yeah. To, to see. Uh, but when you get, we get to the big climax of the movie. I, uh, yeah. I, where I felt like this part of the movie was a downer. It, it kind of fell flat a little bit for me. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, where Lupin fights the, the Nazi guy and has to basically blow up the machine. Uh, I feel like and in then typical... Not, and then not get sucked into the black hole that it creates. Not get sucked into the black hole. and Because he still had the gravity eyeball with him. And that's how he was able to kind of survive. Uh, but I like the scene where he's like, you know, oh, no, you can't let me get sucked into the black hole like the, the Nazi guy was. You can't let me get sucked into the black hole. And you can see, Lu- I can see like Lupin thinking, should I save him? Because Lupin's not a bad guy. <laughs> He's like Zingif. Just because I'm a bad guy doesn't mean I'm a bad, I'm bad guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah, you know? And so he's holding on to him and he slips off. And I like it that he gives him the fake picture of Hitler as a parting gift. Right, yeah. <laughs> to go. keep him company in the black hole. Right. That part was funny. I like that part. But Lupin gets away. And did you, throughout this entire movie, did you ever feel like Lupin and Leticia had a thing going on? Because at the end, I feel like they kind of tried to add that in a little bit. Um... Yeah, I feel like they tried to do that. And then the whole thing that's revealed about, oh, I knew where I see all this case before. This is a case that was made by my grandfather. We have um, this flower as our family insignia, uh, the lupiolus or whatever, which is why they're called lupons. Um, You know, and then, oh, well, your grandfather was da-da-da-da-da. This is why you like XYZ, blah-blah-blah-blah-blah. So, and I thought this was cool and stupid at the same time. (laughs) I thought thought it was cool, but then, again, this is also one of the things where it's like, oh, hey, you know, my grandfather, blah, 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 blah. And that's why this movie is called Lupin the Third, the First. I thought it was called The First because it's like his first CG movie. No, I think that's what it I was, thought it was. I think it was called the first because it was based off of um, his grandfather being the first Lupin and it having yeah. ties into that. That's yeah. what I thought it was. Okay, uh, we'll have to look into that and see exactly but, why. But I mean, the ending here was just kind of like. Although I do like the slow boat chase at the very end. Oh yeah, that's great. And then it's like, guys, we sprang a leak. You guys need to start bailing water out so we can keep going. Their quick, boat's already quick, quick, Jigen, uh, use your hat. Yeah, go, 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 go. You know, and you see like uh, Zinni got in all his people like right behind him. And, uh, that, I mean, that's classic Lupin right there. You know. Yeah. 
that's kind of how the movie ends, you know. So let me let me get your thoughts. What did you think about this movie as a whole? Um. Well, well, I um. Besides the random shit that I didn't like, aka the title, I would probably, <laughs> I would probably give it a solid four. I do feel like it adds pretty well to that mystique-ness uh-huh. um, of Lupin, especially like with Count Cagliostro and um, or Castle Cagliostro and other things like that. See, I felt Castle of Cagliostro was better than this movie. Uh, yes. I would agree to that as well. Um, Does that mean... Go ahead. But uh, I do see how they did want to make a movie out of this and, you know, all the other stuff and wanted to have some kind of fun story with it. Um, Yeah, but I don't know. Um, But I would would give it a four. Yeah. On top... On top of everything that rubbed me the wrong way, I'd still give it a four. The title. Uh, yes, the title. Um, don't don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I I did really enjoy like the classic moments that we had. You know, uh, Goemon and Jigen. I enjoyed them getting to show off their abilities even more so because I felt like it did. Um, take a little uh, leniency or whatever whenever they would have their actions it would really like let you focus in on those um, mm-hmm. that I I enjoyed that as well because sometimes um, like with the TV show and stuff like Goemon really fades into the background no, um, Goemon is in the background a lot yeah um, Jigen is kind of um not as in the background yeah i mean he's he's there he's but i mean same thing you know i mean Um, he does he does get a whole movie dedicated to him at one point and while they were not (laughs) in this movie very much um it did feel like they had a lot of airtime though see i felt like they didn't have enough airtime well, like, I felt I wanted... like they weren't. I felt like they weren't there enough. But when they were there, we got enough input from them that it it mattered. Like yeah. I would love for them to be in the whole movie. This is true, but like I would love for them to be a part when like they get captured by the Nazis and you know yeah. they're trying to decipher the book. You know why can't you have them there? Like why does it have to be Lupin and random new girl? Right. Yeah. Like, why? Why is she so? important you know right but i mean you know we got the the womanizer loop on where it's like oh hey you know rapey face hey, yo, how's it going uh, um <clears throat> we got that you know we got some other things um here and there i feel like probably the only classic thing they didn't really touch on is um he wasn't all gung-ho rapey crazy face towards fujiko True, true. So uh, I really think that's probably the only big classic thing that... Um, uh, I was surprised that 
I actually liked the animation in this movie. Like, the animation was very well done in this. Like, it, like with a lot of 3D CG anime, you know, they don't put the time into it and whatnot. Yeah. This felt like there was time put into it, and it definitely didn't have, like, that weird weight aspect to, like, movement and stuff. Like, the movement was all very fluid. Everybody stayed on model. Uh, everybody looked like their characters for the most part. Yes. yes. Uh, they didn't look weird or off. Like it was very spot on as to what they they looked like and stuff. And the action sequences were fun and silly. Um, for me, I would give it. I would give it possibly like a two and a half. Because two I've a seen half. a. A two and a half, because I've seen a lot of Lupin movies, and this felt like a lot of the other Lupin movies. Like, there aren't really any consequences or stakes or anything like that, you know. Like, well, it was I mean, that was something that we already knew was going to happen, though. Yeah, it was very much like paint by numbers Lupin almost. Yeah, uh, that's, that's everything. True, I know. I, I, I know. Don't... I don't. I think even like a movie that you would rate super high, like a five out of five, or a six out of five. Hey, you know, living living yeah. wild. There, um, there were. There I, I were... feel like we would still have that paint by number method though, because it's always that way. There, there were points in this movie, in more towards the beginning, where we weren't we weren't doing like the big action set pieces. I felt like it kind of dragged on a little bit, to be honest. Like, I don't, I think the runtime kind of hurt the movie, in my opinion. Like, yeah. it was almost like they were stretching it out a little bit longer to get that extra runtime. But is it a bad movie? No, it's not. It's not trash. You know, it's a average movie, in my opinion. You know? Yeah. It didn't really blow me out of the water, but I can see giving this to new people and possibly uh, uh, watching it, you know, and say, hey, this is what Lupin is. Here's here's Lupin. You know? <coughs> you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and, and I would almost say you could let, like, a kid watch it because, you know, there's yeah. not really anything over the top except for where the guy gets crushed to smithereens. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, there's not really any, like, violent stuff in the movie. Right. Like, at all. I thought right. the voice acting was... I don't even good. think we have a part in here where they go, they go, Hill Hitler, you know? I don't think they, they do either. They just go, the few. The few. Yeah. But, like, I thought the voice acting was good. I like that they brought the original cast back for Lupin. That's yeah. always fun, you know? For a while, we had, like, a new cast with, like, Funimation and stuff, which didn't necessarily go with me and some of it, you know. But I like the original cast. Uh, you know, it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's, not a, it's not a bad movie. You know. Yeah. But you gave it a 2.5. <clears throat> I mean, 2.5 is, I feel like it's a fair, fair uh, rating. You're like, I can't give it a three. 
2.5 out of 5 is not bad. That's like average. It's not a 1. That's 50%. It's not a 1, okay? It's okay. It's 50%. Totally. We're like on the the verge of you saying, this is a a good movie, and spitting on it at the same time. Some might say it's it's mid. <laughs> mid grade. It's mid grade. That's what it is. Mid grade. I mean it was it was okay. Like it wasn't my favorite Lupin movie. This is true. I do agree with that. My favorite's uh like it's called like Dead or Alive, I believe it's called. I have no idea. Or it was like Army of or Island of Assassins or something something like that. Yeah. It's Anyways, well, anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. I do too. I hope Our you enjoy talk with Otaku Mike and Jen Graves. Right, and this is how you make the perfect pizza crust. Mm. So, and the other thing is, hope that you also enjoyed uh, learning about this new sex position that Mike has come up with. That ha- probably has another name. Um, called the pizza Oreo. Um, so let us know uh, if you have the pizza Oreo that I talked about, where you take two pizzas and put them over on top of each other, or if you do Mike's pizza Oreo. And if I hear people, I fucking hate you. If I hear people, people do Mike's pizza Oreo, we better get four <laughs> fucking comments on that one. Okay. Hey, I guys gotta say. We had a comment the other day where somebody really liked our lube talk. Where we were talking about lubricant. Sir, is this going to be a thing now where we have um, the lube cast? Just saying, they said they died laughing. Like, they were rolling. Right. We were talking about lube. Well, hey, buddy, I'm just going to add this little tidbit. Uh, you're going to have to make that one work, because if not, I'm going to steal her from you. <laughs> so, anyway. Anyways, guys. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Dick.